Hey everybody, I'm Nick Galfis. I play Dr. Halstead in Chicago Med, and you are listening to Meet Us at Molly's. everybody welcome back to a special bonus episode of meet us at molly's i'm your host my name is bryna and for the first time in two years of podcasting i'm going solo um i'm gonna be talking about one chicago day and my incredible experience there and i didn't want to wait until gina got back and you know so i want to just get a towel for you guys so that means i'm flying solo today so yeah let's just get right into it because there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about So basically, I was only in Chicago for 48 hours. So I got in on Sunday, left on Tuesday, the quickest trip of my life. Um, I was thinking about it when I came back and I was like, I don't even think I've ever been somewhere for that short amount of time. Maybe going home once in college, but even then I think I was there 72 hours, not 48. But yeah, so point being, this was a quick trip. So basically, I'll start with Sunday. Okay, so I got in on Sunday, and it was just kind of a chill day. I mean, I went to the place I was staying, you know, took a shower, got freshened up, and then I went back into the city and met up with Ashley. And you guys know Ashley. She was on the episode that we released on Monday talking about episode two. She's a good friend of ours, but we only typically get to see each other once a year in Austin. So this was really cool getting to see her in person, you know, (laughs) more than not in Austin like that was just a really cool experience so I went and met with her and it was her first time in Chicago and so we kind of had all these ideas of things we can do we're like oh we might check out an architecture tour you know we'll check out this whatever but we really didn't have that much time in reality by the time she got checked in you know she freshened up you know we FaceTimed with Gina you know all these things and we like you know the architecture tour we wanted to do was sold out and it was just like too long by the time we considered we also needed to get dinner and we needed to fit in recording and more prep for what Chicago day so we were just like okay so we went to see the bean which was great and then we were hungry and so we were like this is perfect anyway we wouldn't have wanted to do a 90 minute architecture tour so we went to Lumanati's and I really really enjoyed it I know I've never been to Lumanati's that was my first time I'd been to Giordano's and the last time we were there we went to Uno's I don't remember as much about Giordano's. I remember liking it, but that was year one of CHE. So I don't exactly remember what it was like. Compared to Uno's, I liked Luminati's more, but it didn't mean I didn't like Uno's. I still liked Uno's. I just liked Luminati's more. And so that was really good. Just, you know, again, catching up with her, always a blast. And then, yeah, we went back to her hotel room and we recorded and hung out for a little bit. And then I, we both had to get up early the next day and at some point had to finish our prep for one Chicago day. So we caught it at night and yeah, that was it. And then Monday came and Monday was one of the longest days I've had in a really long time, but so much fun. So basically I, you know, got up, got dressed, whatever, all that stuff and met Ashley and her co-person Charles one of her writers who happens to live in the Chicago area and came in for the event although he doesn't watch the one Chicago shows he was just there more to help Ashley out with everything she needed you know video all that stuff like getting the content um but he was really great and so I met up with them at 
I still don't know how to say this right, so I apologize if I'm butchering this, but Lagunitas, the brewing company, um, and that's where when Chicago Day was held, it's right next to Chicago Cinespace, so right by the studios, um, which really works for the actors because they don't shut down production in order to do this, which I kind of forgot. I think maybe in my mind I knew that from like years past, but I didn't remember that until that day. So it works that they held it, held, hold it there because you can literally walk there. And I actually, kind of funny enough, ended up walking through Cinespace. Um, so basically I got off the bus stop where I needed to be like two blocks over, but on the same street. And it looked like on the maps, you know, a street that you could walk all the way through and you can walk all the way through. Um, but as I didn't, as I found out, 16th Street is actually runs you through right through Cinespace. Um, and so I walked up and I like wasn't really sure if I could go through, but there was a guy in the guard gate. So I figured if I couldn't go through, he would have stopped me and he didn't stop me. <laughs> so I went right through and it was really cool because I didn't see the sets like I did see some like the ambo and I did see some of the trucks but I didn't really see like sets per se but like I did see them like the workspaces and again I don't know if those were Chicago workspaces if those were for workspaces for anything else they're filming at Cinespace but it was still really cool to like see them like you know workers like getting ready to have film stuff go on it was just like a cool experience um but again I didn't want someone to tell me that I couldn't be there or not realize that I wasn't supposed to be there. And so I just kept walking. I didn't like stop to look around. I just like beelined it. Um, I was also, I was not late. Because I'd wanted, you know, I, I planned to get there at 8.30. And this was probably like 8.27, 8.28. But I was like, okay, I'm going to be later than I wanted to be. So I just kind of beelined it anyway. So I made it out of Cinespace. And I found Lagunitas. Made it in, you know, checked in, whatever. Met up with Ashley. And yeah, we had about... You know, by the time I got up there, it was probably like 20 minutes before interviews were supposed to start at nine. Um, and yeah, I just, I didn't know how anything was going to go. Ashley and I were really confused going in because you have all these ideas of how when Chicago Day goes in your mind based on how it goes on social media, but it's so much more than that. And so much more happens that you don't see on social media. And so we were just confused and we didn't have as much directions heading in. So we weren't sure. We were pretty sure we were probably going to do roundtable interviews, but like we weren't really sure. Like, were we going to be on the red carpet? Were we going to be on roundtables? And like, how are roundtables set up? Like, do they assign you to a table? Do you just kind of get to pick? Because Ashley and I really wanted to sit together because I don't know how many of you guys know this, but Ashley and I both do press at ATX. And so she and I have done roundtables before. And we've even done roundtables where it's just me, her, and then the talent. So we work really well together. And like some of my favorite interviews have been the ones where it's just me, Ashley, and the talent, mainly the younger interviews that we both did in 2018. Um, and so Ashley and I work really well together. And so we really wanted to make sure that unless we were on the red carpet, and then obviously those are one-on-ones, that like if we were in roundtables, we could be together because we just knew that it was going to work much better in that way. And so luckily that was it. It was basically like, you check in and, you know, you get your things and you get your little stand that says what outlet you're with and you get your badge. And basically we headed upstairs and Ashley was sitting at a table. So they didn't assign it to you. You got to like pick where you wanted to sit. So Ashley and I could sit together and that was great. Um, and then, yeah, it was basically just kind of waiting for nine o'clock, you know, getting set up, you know, checking angles for the camera, you know, et cetera, et cetera, like all that stuff. And then nine o'clock hit. And they had kind of told us, Matthew, um, who I'll probably mention a million times, 
um, because he is one of the press people for NBC and he was kind of the one spearheading the round table room and, you know, taking talent from table to table and, you know, whatever. And he's great and we've worked with him before and he's, we've worked with him for, I've worked with him for other shows for NBC things. And so Matthew came over and he basically told us, he was like, honestly, you know, you might not get someone right at nine and like, it might be a little slow to start, but like midday is going to hit and like, it's just going to be talent after talent after talent. And so just be prepared. And he was, he was right. Like it was definitely slower to start. Um, because they have to stagger everybody due to their production schedules. Like when people are on set, when they can come over and take a break, like they have to stagger people. And that was really how it went. It was like very slow to start. And then there was a point too, where I felt like we did like five or six interviews, like in a row. And then it was like, just kind of nonstop after that for the most part. And so we were just kind of waiting for them to bring someone over, which is fine. You know, waiting's great. More prep time, worth time to go over things. Um, and the first person I saw walk by was Derek and you guys know Derek's a friend of the pod. He's been on the pod, you know, a couple times. He's done other stuff for us for his website. Like we love Derek and, but I had never met Derek before. Gina had met Derek before at one of his book signings in Texas, but even then that was before the podcast was even a thing. So neither one have met us, have met him since we started the podcast and I wasn't really sure how that was going to go. I, I, I knew he knew who I was, but like, would he recognize me? Would I have to introduce myself for that to click? Like, obviously Twitter is one thing, but like real life is a whole different thing. Um, And that was really cool because he like walked by. He wasn't even coming over to start at our table. He was just coming by because we were sitting right near like where they had coffee and water and all like drinks and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so he was walking by, I presume to go to that. I have no idea if that's where he was actually going or not, but he like walked by and he high-fived me and he was like, hey, Bryna, how are you? How's it going? And I was like, I'm good, Derek, how are you? And he like kept walking by. And that was like a really cool moment. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. People know who the podcast are, like is. Like, people know who I am, which is still like a weird concept and weird for my brain to wrap my head around. But like still really cool. And he actually ended up being the first person to come sit at our table to do an interview. And by the way, all of our interviews are up on YouTube or hopefully will have been up by the time you guys are listening to this. As of right now, I still have two more to upload, which are Rick Eyed and Eric LaSalle. And then the one with the med showrunners, Andy and Diane and Dick Wolf, which I'll get to in a second because the fact that we still talk to Dick Wolf is kind of insane. But those are the last two I have to work on. Um... So yeah, hopefully those will be up by the time you're listening to this. But anyway, if you've watched my interview with Derek, or our interview with Derek, point being, Derek's always a great interview, and he gives just really thoughtful answers, and especially for a press event like this, like, he's not doing his, like, trolling thing. Sometimes when we've had him on, you know, he'll be like, oh, I don't want to talk, you know, or, like, he'll give kind of somewhat of his, like, typical trolling answer. But in this situation, you know, there was no trolling, and he's very thoughtful, and I really loved talking to him again. Um, And something I thought, one of, I think, the favorite things that he kind of teased or talked about a little bit was the fact that there's kind of be this, like, new candidate class um, with Ritter and Gallo being, like, buddy buddies and friends and maybe even meeting some of their other, like, candidate-level friends that maybe don't work at 51 but, like, you know, that they've bonded with. And I just think that's really cool and I'm really excited to see that play out. Um, And so Derek was great. And then we had Patty and Marina. 
And I was very excited to see Patty and Marina paired together because one of the things we were trying to do um, like the night before and even they gave us like a sheet with everyone's faces um, like right before interview started. And so Ashley and I were sitting there trying to figure out who was going to be paired together um, because some people were paired together. Some people weren't like, you know, it's all whatever. But I typically remembered people being paired together from interviews I had seen from previous years. So it was a matter of like, oh, like who's going to be paired together? So then you can also try to figure out questions because it doesn't make a ton of sense to ask something specific as like a Rosewater question if like Rosewater is not paired up together. I mean, I could have probably asked that if, you know, I had a question based around that, but it would have made more sense had they been paired together. Um, and that's not always the case, but like some questions there wouldn't make sense unless the pairing is together for interviews. But I was really glad they had Marina and Patty together because they just play off each other so well and they're both really good interviews. And yeah, and so this one was really great. And I loved hearing them talk about Berzik and just, you know, the fact that Berzik is actually going to happen in some regard. We don't really know what, but like in some regard this season, finally after, God, I don't even know how long, three seasons of nothing three seasons I think it is yeah but so I'm really excited about that that'll be so much fun to see and yeah and again they're really great Patty's really fun with his f-bombs that he didn't get in trouble for them but like the one if you've seen the interview that I posted basically he ends up going on like a mini version of his like birds like ran about the push test and you know whatever you've heard if you've heard our like first episodes from CHE in 2018 then like you know what we're talking about like the Patty's epic Burzik grant. Um, and he gave like a mini version of that to kind of end this interview. And like what you see is Marina talking to someone and being like, if you think that's the first one, like you're wrong. And she's talking to Matthew, the guy from NBC, who was like standing over my left shoulder. And he just kind of gave Patty a look. I mean, but it's all joking. Like it's fine. But yeah, it was just really funny to see like Patty get like fake scolded um, for cursing. Um, yeah. So that was great. Um, and then we moved on to, I was really hoping, so at the same time Patty and Marina were coming around to tables, LaRoyce and Laseth were going around to tables, and I really wanted to talk to them. A, because I just freaking love LaRoyce. I mean, if you've heard some of our stuff from CHE1, or CHE2, and CHE1 technically, but like CHE2 especially, you guys know, like, LaRoyce is a ball of energy. You've heard the intro he did for our podcast. Like, LaRoyce is incredible. And I really also just wanted to meet Laseth because I freaking love Rojas and I love their chemistry together. Like, I just wanted to have see that pairing. So it was really sad, though, that they didn't come over to our table. I mean, they were kind of, they were, they were making best do, you know, there were time constraints had on everybody. You know, people had to go do other things. Like I said, they did not shut down production. So people were having to leave to go film scenes. And, you know, they had all these other things going on. And so I understand why not everyone made it over to every single table. I mean, we pretty much got everyone except for Lisseth and LaRoyce and then Yaya and Brian. But still, I really wanted to talk to Lisseth and LaRoyce. But it's fine. So after Patty and Marina, we got Marlin. And she is so nice. I've had the pleasure of interviewing her before over the phone. But Marlin is incredible. Um, and yeah, she was again, really great. Um, I really liked hearing what she had to say about Maggie and the research that she did in order to like properly portray a cancer patient. I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, hearing her talk about, you know, having gone through it personally with, you know, her mom and her dad and yeah, but Marlon was great. I also loved to, at one point she like 
gets up from the interview, which I kind of cut this part so you could like see it because it was end up being like two separate clips. So I had to like splice them together. But basically like Marlon at one point is like, there was like a photo in the room behind us. There was like the big thing. There was like a big um, like step-by-step with the cast poster for the season. The one that says like a city of heroes and night of hope. I think I have that right. But basically that huge poster was on the step-by-step and they were all going to go out and take a photo. And it was like Dick Wolf and I think Jesse and Tracy were out there and Nick and Tori and Kara and Annie might have been out there. I don't remember who was out there, but Marlon, they were, I guess were like waving Marlon in from like sitting there. And she was like, I think I have to go take a picture right now. I'll be right back. And so she like gets up for a minute, goes, takes the picture and then like comes back. It's like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this again. And so that was just like a funny moment. Um, but yeah, so then Marlin, after Marlin, we had, I'm like literally going through my phone to try to remember the order we had. Um, oh, we had Nick and Tori. And Nick and Tori guys are a ball of fun. I know everyone knows this. Like if you follow them on social media, or if you've been around them at, at either con or any of the Europe cons too, like Nick and Tori are a ball of fun. You can truly tell they're really great friends and they just really play off each other really well. This was my first time spending any real time with either one of them. Um, I had met them both briefly for group pictures at cons, but I had not had like Gina was the one who went to the Manstead meet and greet the first year. And then they didn't come our way at the Lottie's party the first year. They were both at the other end of the room. And then, yeah. And then this year it was the same thing. I met them in a group photo and that was really it. Um, Cause Tori didn't end up making it to Lottie's. And so, I mean, like, I knew what I knew from social media, but, like, seeing it in person and seeing it, like, right there, they played off each other so well. And, like, it was really fun to see, like, Tori was talking about her love for Les Mis and the fact that she really wanted to play Eponine at one point. And Nick was like, well, you could still play Eponine. And she's like, no, I can't. Eponine's dead. And, like, hearing them talk about, like, Tori was talking about how she, you know, when she was 15 or 16 and was starting modeling, it was really more just for... Um, like extra cash to go shopping and she's like yeah like Charlotte Roos huh and Nick's like what the fuck is Charlotte Roos I mean he didn't say what the fuck but still like what the fuck is Charlotte Roos and then they're talking about wet seal and hot topic it was just like really fun Um, and again they just play off each other really well and it was really fun to like finally see it in person um and then we had the Metro runners Andy and Diane and at one point that interview is interrupted by Dick Wolf and it was funny because I didn't know, again, this is kind of where I wish we had had a little bit more information going in. I kind of had an idea that Andy and Diane might be there, but that was never really confirmed. Um, I had no idea. I mean, I had a feeling Dick Wolf would be around, but like the fact that he was going to be available for interviews, I had no idea. And so I was texting Gina at one point and she's seven hours ahead of me in Germany and I was texting Gina and I was like, Gina, I was like, what does one ask Dick Wolf? I was like, help, SOS, like I need help. And it didn't, her text didn't come back in time, which is a bummer because she had some good questions. And he, Dick Wolf was only around for like three minutes, maybe not even. I haven't gone back and looked at the timestamps, but he wasn't around for that long. But yeah, I was like, I don't know what to ask Dick Wolf. Like what does one ask like a media legend like Dick Wolf? I'm not really sure. I mean, it ended up being fine, but yeah, and so, but the Indian and Diane were super nice, and they were probably the ones I think we talked to the longest. It was either them or Rick Eyed and Eric LaSalle. I mean, we almost got like 15 minutes with them, which was awesome. Um, 
but yeah, they were really great. And it's really funny because like, we know a lot of the med writers, you know, we obviously have had Jeff and Steve on and we've met, you know, and emailed with a couple of the other ones, but we've never met or we've never talked to Andy and Diane. And so it was just kind of ironic that now I don't think we've talked to the entire writer's room, but we've come pretty close. And so that's just kind of cool. Um, and yeah, and so after Andy and Diane, we had Joe. And Joe was, I mean, Joe was the best. Um, Ashley had talked to him. Obviously, if you hadn't read her interview with Joe from right before the premiere and it dropped right after the premiere, you should go check it out on Telltale TV because it's incredible. But so it was kind of interesting because I had obviously read that interview, so I didn't want to ask the same questions that Ashley had already asked because I knew what he was going to say. I read that interview before. Um, And so it felt kind of weird to not totally dwell too much on the Otis stuff, but I was trying not to dwell too much on the Otis stuff because of that. Um, And because I knew she wasn't going to want that same stuff. And so I was trying to also be respectful to Ashley by trying to get like answers or at least different answers to the questions. If I had paraphrased them differently or something like that or taken a different approach to them. But Joe is great. And Joe gives such a thoughtful interview. And I love talking with him. And he's just he's a ball of fun. Um, Yeah. And Joe was great. Um, And so after Joe, we had Annie. And again, Annie had been on the podcast last year. I knew she was great to talk to. um, But like obviously meeting her in person, really cool experience. Um, Yeah. And then we had Jesse and Tracy. And they were a blast. Um, I freaking, I mean, obviously you guys know we love Jesse. Tracy, we met at filming for Con. And that was really fun. And she's really cool too. And they were really interesting. And I really wanted to hear what they had to say to the upset question. And I was kind of surprised no one at my table had brought it up before I brought it up. But I was like, you know what? People want to know about Upstead. I'm going to ask about Upstead. And I'm so glad I did because I don't know if I really believe them. (laughs) They were kind of gave this answer of like, well, you know, like Jay needs to kind of get his shit together before anything can happen. You know, and Jay and Jesse was like, yeah, like, you know. It seems like they're getting closer and then Jay goes and does something stupid. And I was like, I don't know if I like I would kind of argue that last season it was Upton with the whole Rusick thing. But whatever. Um, Yeah. And so that was really interesting. And we also know from our guide that like Upstead, they're at least going to explore something, whether it's romantically or, you know, nobody knows. But like they have Rick Ide has said like they're going to do something with Upstead this season so I think seeing what that actually is and looks like and you know kind of I don't know I don't know I again I don't really buy what they were saying but it was interesting still to hear where they kind of seemed to fall down on it I don't know if that's that me taking it as like they're not sure Upstead should be together and just stay friends or if they think they would actually work and that's kind of more I think even what I wanted out of it was like Maybe I should have pushed harder on this. And if I ever have one, if we ever have one of them on the podcast, like I would love to ask them this, but like not necessarily what's going to happen with them, but like, do they think they would work? And like, should it, is it worth it to even ruin their partnership to try and make a romantic relationship happen? So now that I'm thinking of that, I'll have to make note of that because that is something I would love to actually talk with them. Not, is it going to happen? But like, would it work if it did happen? 
Um, but yeah, Jesse and Tracy were great. Loved having him, you know, loved, loved talking with them. Um, and then after them, we had Jason and Amy. And again, people, again, I wish I had kind of known what, who exactly was going to show up and do interviews because I very rarely ever see a Jason interview. Like ever. I was texting with Gina and even talking to Ashley about this. I was like, when was the last time Jason did press? Like, was it last one Chicago day? I'm not really sure. It might be. But Jason very rarely ever does press. And so I was like, oh, well, even if Jason, I have some questions just in case. But like, even if Jason does do press, like I doubt we'll actually get to talk to him because I feel like he very rarely does it. So we'll probably just do red carpet. And I think they started in the red round table room. I don't think they started on the red carpet. I think they were one of the people who started in round tables and then moved to red carpet. Um, and so I was like kind of taken aback when I saw he was like, they were coming our way. And also that like Amy Morton was coming our way because she's someone that I feel very rarely just because of Trudy's role on PD now and not being so as involved. Like it's very rarely included in press events. And I'm glad she really was included in this day. But I was, again, I had no idea that she was going to be there. So I was very underprepared for the Amy aspect of this interview. Thank God Trudy had had something happen in both Fire Episode 2 and PD Episode 2 because I was like, okay, at least that is fresh in my brain. There's things to talk about. It's, like, relevant. Okay, we can talk. Like, I have things to talk about. And so, yeah, and so we talked about a little bit, you know, about Trudy taking over Molly or at least as part co-owner of Molly's. And, yeah, we obviously talked about crossover and things like that. I mean, we talked about crossover with things, you know, like that with everybody because so the trailer dropped Monday before One Chicago Day on social media but NBC had sent it to press for One Chicago who were attending One Chicago Day a few days before that and so so that way we could prep and have idea of like hey this is like probably what they're going to want to talk about it was also just really interesting too because in Derek's Sunday Q&A he had said he's like oh yeah we're not done shooting and it airs in nine days and we were like what huh and so that would just led to a lot of interesting questions to ask everybody, you know, about like what this crossover has been like compared to previous seasons and like what fans can expect from this like bioterrorism aspect. And so there was a lot of crossover talk in everyone's interviews. But yeah, so we talked to Jason and Amy about that and they were really great. Um, and it was just really cool to sit down with them because I didn't get to meet Jason at con. I saw Jason at con, but I didn't meet Jason at con. Um, yeah. And so that was really a really, really cool experience. Um, and after Jason and Amy, we had Taylor and Miranda. And I think this was my favorite interview by far. Not just because any chance you get to sit across from Taylor Kinney is like probably a cool experience, but I thought they were the best interview we had by far. I was I was not totally surprised about how thoughtful Miranda was, but she blew me away at how thoughtful she was with her answers and just you can tell that she takes the time whether it's in her prep or just after that like she's really thought about you know still as a character and how certain something's gonna affect whatever and like she's really thought about Stella and her relationship with Severide and you know how she fits in the house like she's really thought about everything um and so that kind of blew me away. But I was also really blown away about how thoughtful Taylor is. I mean, Miranda is definitely much more of a talker. So I think Miranda did a lot more of the talking. But and when Taylor was talking, I was he was I guess I just picture him as a much as a quiet person. And I got those vibes still. 
But like he was such a good interview and I would love to have Taylor back on because I we could really I feel like dive into Severide a lot more and unpack a lot more. But I was really happy about that. And it was really funny too because if you guys have seen the clip on our Twitter, Derek came over and kind of like crashed our round table at one point. And I like saw Derek walk by. He was like walking behind them and so in my eyesight. And then he like walked by. And again, I thought he was going back to like crafty or whatever to like grab something, drink or whatever. And I think he was, but he like stopped. He like came behind me and like stopped and like interrupted. And he was like, what is in store for Kid and Severide as the season progressed or whatever his actual wording was. And they thought it was funny and we all thought it was funny. And it was just an hysterical moment. I loved it. Um, And apparently everyone on Twitter did too because that clip blew up. Um, which is awesome to see and yeah they were again just every interview was great but I was pleasantly surprised by Taylor in this and just by Miranda's thoughtfulness and I just I thought they were amazing and I would love to interview them both again um so after Taylor and Miranda we had Eric and Rick and again I did not know Eric was going to be here so that was a complete surprise a really cool surprise but a complete surprise Um, And I really just, I actually loved hearing both of them talk. I know Rick Eyed is a polarizing figure in the fandom in general and just, you know, the larger, I'd say, Dick Wolf universe, Um, or at least amongst fans, he's a polarizing figure. And I know people have feelings about, you know, once he's come into the show, like how the show has changed and whatever. But like just hearing him talk, I was fascinated um, I might not necessarily have agreed with some of his takes on things or whatever, or agreed with things he's even done, not necessarily that he said in the interview, but just agreed with things he's done in terms of the show. I mean, upsick, hello, that lasted way too long, but it was really cool to hear him talk. And like, I would love if we got the chance to interview him again. Like I thought he was a great interview and Eric was too. I mean, but Rick, I was especially surprised about. And so after Rick and Eric, we had David and Christian. And David and Christian, I wouldn't even necessarily classify it as an interview as much as it was just more like hanging out and like kind of a comedy special. Um, They were really great. And I mean, like they are, they're very different from their characters, but they're also just as funny as their characters are on the show. And they were just cracking us up the whole time. And they were even making jokes. They're like, I know this isn't usable, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, let's do a real interview. But then they would keep cracking jokes. Um, but so it was just really fun to hang out with them. I'll, I won't even say interview because, again, it wasn't much of an interview. But, like, hang out with them. Um, and, like, again, they were really fun. And then we had Oliver and Apatha. And, again, I wasn't sure if we were actually going to get to interview them. I had questions in case, but like you were not really sure. And they're awesome. I mean, they're legends in the acting and the theater and even just in Dick Wolf because they both worked with him prior to this show. Like, I mean, they're just legends. And the fact that like I got to sit across from the table with them and ask them questions was just kind of a mind blowing experience. Um, Yeah, they were awesome. And then we got... Dominic Reigns and I was kind of surprised well I guess Lisseth was there um and so but we just didn't get to talk Lisseth I was kind of surprised that Alberto wasn't there I guess speaking on the new characters part I kind of figured he was a shoe-in for this because it's really his first chance to talk to press since after being introduced kind of like Lisseth and Dominic too 
but Alberta was not there. So I was really excited that we got to at least talk to one newbie. And Dominic was really great too. I just loved his energy and his vibe. And again, I'm not really sure still how I feel about um, Dr. Marcel, but like Dominic is at least in my mind and the vibes I got from him and my experience with him, he seems like kind of a completely different person, you know, very down to earth and kind and thoughtful with, you know, a good interview. Um, And so, yeah, I hope we get to have him on in the podcast at some point because I would love to dive deeper, especially once we've gotten to know Marcel a little bit and maybe after episode three and we've seen him, you know, kind of cause some conflict. Um, But we'll talk about that later. But yeah. So Dominic was great. And then we wrap things up with Jesse and Eamon. And at this point, it didn't really look like we were even going to get Jesse and Eamon because they were doing, you know, they'd done other roundtables and it was pressing. It was getting close to two and at one point even like past two o'clock and two was the cutoff for interviews or at least according to the schedule. It was like when interviews were supposed to stop. But like Ashley and I really wanted to talk to Eamon and Jesse, like, Especially Jesse, I especially so back up for a second. We did not get Kara. Kara did not come into the roundtable room at all. I didn't even think Kara was there at that point until I saw on social media much later that she was on the red carpet. She just did not come into the roundtable interview room at all, which is fine. But I really wanted to, regardless of what they say and regardless of how I feel about it, I felt like it was important to talk to Jesse and and or Kara about cassette and so I was like I, we have to talk to Jesse and so Ashley and I were able to convince Matthew to <laughs> let us ha- have Jesse and Eamon even if it was just for five minutes because most interviews roundtable interviews they were trying to give us you know like 11 to 13 minutes some were shorter some were longer it just depends but that's what they were aiming for and so we were like even if we just get five minutes in that's awesome. And so Ashley got her question in. I got my question in about cassette. And here's the thing about the cassette answer. I'll just say this. First of all, I love that Eamon was like playing off me and like joking and having fun. And like at one point he was like, I like said something in response to what Jesse had just said. And he's like, oh, relentless. And I was like, yeah, like I just I want to know. I have thoughts. Um, I definitely got the vibe that maybe Jesse at first wasn't so sure about the cassette thing and that's kind of what the vibe twitter seemed to be getting to that like jesse wasn't sure and that right now they're friends which is true but i think what people are missing or at least i haven't seen it on twitter and my read on the situation is that something definitely happens between them um from what i've heard and what they were kind of saying ever they seem to all kind of be if they haven't started filming their episode nines they've at least read scripts for episode nine which would be sorry there's like the garbage man's like right outside but um so I apologize if you guys hear that but basically so they've gotten to their winter finale points and the way Jesse was talking about he's like you know in times of tragedy things heat up things happen whatever and to me that just makes it seem like something's gonna happen I don't know when it happens I don't know what the happenings is is it just a kiss is it more than a kiss nobody knows but like something definitely happens between them and like the looks that they gave each other in episode three which we'll talk about whenever we get around to doing our recap episode like there can't you tell tell me that this is something they're like not exploring at all whether it works or not I don't know 
but like you can't tell me they're not going to explore it at all is all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I'm super glad they came over to our table. They were awesome. I would have loved to talk to them more. I had 10 million other things I wanted to talk to them about, but you know, I'm just glad Matthew was great enough to get us the five minutes with them that we wanted. So, but yeah, that was the interviews and you know, whatever. And then we had a quick lunch and we moved downstairs for the demonstrations and guys, this, I think, made the press event for me. Obviously, getting to have met at this point, I think I've met everyone in all three casts. Obviously, if they've departed the show, then, you know, not. But, like, everyone that's currently on the show now, I've met. Which is kind of weird to say and awesome. But, like, cool. But, like, the demos are what made this event. And, like, what makes this event stand out and, like, everything. I've done other press events before. I've done some cool ones um, things that I thought were really good and just like also well handled, but like this was like over the top and awesome. Because how many times do you get to say like, oh, not only did I get to interview the f- stars from my favorite shows, but like I hung out with them and they showed me how they did the training for their jobs that they're doing on their screens, like you know, just things like that. And like they were even saying to us later that like obviously they try to do something different each year for the demos part. Like they've done set visits, they've done kind of minor things. But this is the first year that Lagunitas has had a space big enough for them to do demos like on site. So the, in the past years, they've had to transfer press to the studios, the actual studios, which is a cool experience in and of itself. But you waste time going between set to set to set to do these things. And so then you like really don't get that much time with them for the demonstrations. And so they actually were able to double the amount of time you were able to spend with the stars because there was no like, transportation required so as much cool as cool as it would have been to do it on sets like I'm really glad that they didn't because it meant we got to hang out with them longer and so we started with PD and PD had set up this like fake crime scene investigation thing and Luch was leading it and he had some of his other advisors there and then Marina and LaRoyce were there to help and it was really cool because they had like costumes from the actual costume department like you know, for you to put on and they had badges and they had like these cases set up and like it was just really cool and just so much detail like went into that. Like the fact that you were like putting on forensic jackets from the costume department and some people were putting vests on that said like Halstead and Ruzek, you know, like I don't know. I'm assuming those are vests that Jesse and or Patty have worn at some point. A little unclear, but still awesome. Like just such a cool detail. So we had those and then... We moved from PD to, oh, I have one more thing I want to say about the PD demonstration. It was really funny because I was separated from Ashley at one point. So I was watching, we weren't allowed to watch the PD one because there was more of a mystery element and they didn't want you to see like what was happening. So I like was turned away from Ashley and I was talking to LaRoyce and I was like, hey, LaRoyce, like what's some advice you got for me? Like to go in and do this, like solve this crime or whatever. Like what's some advice? And he was like, he was being funny about it. He was like, don't step in the blood. Um, and he was like, he was like, if you think the black guy did it, he probably didn't. And I was like, Lorois, I love you. This That was just such a classic Lorois answer, but like true. Um, but also just like such a classic Lorois answer. And I loved it. Um, and also Marina and P- Lorois were really great and took pictures with us after. And it was really cool. Um, and then we moved on to Med. And Med basically had like a fake hospital room set up and they had a dummy in there. And they gave you, like, a situation where, like, what happened to the dummy and, like, they taught you three different skills. 
or you would split up in groups to learn three different skills. So my group learned CPR and defibrillation, and then there was a hemorrhage one, and then there was an airway one. Um, I can't speak to as much what the hemorrhage and the airway one was, but whatever. But the CPR one was really cool. So we learned about the defibrillator, and then we did the CPR. And it was just really cool because, like, Nick and Brian were the ones leading it, Brian T. Um, and it was just really cool because obviously you had, like, the med people advisors there, um, but you also had, like, Nick and Brian going around and helping you. And, like, I just, again, that's part of what made this so cool is that they were also helping you teach you, like, CPR and stuff. And that was really cool. Um, and it was just really fun to go over there. Um, I ended up doing the defibrillation for my um, simulation, my group simulation. And it was just really fun to be like, Claire! And, like, have people, like, fake step back and then, like, lift the body up as, like, the guy, like, got shot. It was just, like, fun experience. Um, and as you guys probably saw on our Twitter, Nick kind of stole the show for that. He is hysterical and his comments about hair and just like, like Nick truly stole the show. Like Nick is, it's funny, Gina always says this, but like Nick is very different from Will. I mean, obviously I have times where I really hate Will and I really do hate Will sometimes, but like Nick, it is hard to hate Nick. Nick is an incredible person and just so funny and I loved hanging out with him. Um, and then we moved into fire and fire was really cool too, because they had, it was basically like somebody from your group, whenever you did it, like would knock down the door. Basically the th other three of you were like crawling with the mask on. So you can't see anything and you have to go in, find the body, drag the body out, um, while you're wearing all the gear. And so they, I mean, they were like, Oh, you know, normally it's like 75 pounds of gear, but for you guys, it's like 50. And we were like, Oh, cool. Um, it was freaking heavy. Um, that wasn't even what bothered me. Like the heaviness of the gear didn't bother me. The mask though, not that I'm claustrophobic and it didn't make me claustrophobic, but it is so hard to see. I think because they have it faked fogged out for like the mask, but like obviously that's what it's like in a fire. Guys, it's so hard. I mean, obviously I knew that, but like, geez, so much just more respect for firefighters after that. Cause like, damn, that was hard. Um, and yeah, and then again, I mean, Miranda and David and Joe were leading that. And that was really cool. Um, again, because they're all really great. And it was just really fun. Joe was in there like yelling things, um, pretending to be like the voice for the dummy. And it was just it was really cool. Um, and again, they were really great and took pictures after. And yeah, and after that, we were done with our fire train or our one Chicago day training. Um, and it was really cool because I didn't realize this was part of it. So basically, you got like a fake degree. Um, or certificate that was like, I completed, you know, Brian Kramer has completed one Chicago day training or whatever. And that was really cool that they gave you. And then they also had a photo op set up where they brought in Jason and Jesse Spencer and Apatha to take photos with you. And they would put it so you had like your certificate on one side and then they would put the like, printed photo um, on your other side. And then there was also like a digital you could download. Um, and I just thought that was really cool. Um, just kind of like a unique souvenir and things. And again, I had seen like Jason and Jesse kind of walking around. I was like, did they just decide to come back and hang out? I was like, that seems a little, like a little much. Nobody wants to come hang out, you know, on their downtime from set. I mean, I wouldn't if I were them. Um, but so it ended up being that for that. But it was still really cool. Um, and yeah, and that was the end of One Chicago Day. I, at that point, it was like 5 p.m. and we were dead. Um, but we ended up making it to go out, um, that night we went to, there was like a pizza dinner from NBC, you know, which was really nice for them to do. Um, and yeah, we hung out, met some cool people, other press that were there. 
Um, and yeah, and then Ashley and I decided, we were like, you know what? It's our last night here. Ashley's never been. Like, we're going to go to Lottie's. And it was a very different experience than the previous times I've been at Lottie's just because when the previous times, they've all been for parties for one Chicago or for Chicago Here's event. And so they've been just Chicago Here's event things. So it's, you know, closed down bar. It's, you know, whatever. But like to be there on a Monday night, just hanging out with the crowds, like they were doing trivia. I mean, there were people there. It wasn't dead, but it was obviously like not busy. And it was really funny. I was watching episode three of Fire this morning or not that little not earlier this morning and they were you know there was like a scene at Molly's I was like you know what it was kind of probably that many people when we were actually there so it was just like really cool to see um and yeah I think that's everything and then Tuesday I woke up and went to the airport basically and went home um and it was really interesting Ashley and I ended up finding out that our flights were 20 minutes each other flying the same airline or 20 minutes apart from each other flying the same airline we ended up being like eight gates down from each other and so I got to see her at the airport before I headed out and that was really fun um and I was glad I got to like see her off and then like rush to my gate so I could get on my plane um but yeah that was it and again this was an amazing trip I wish Gina could have been there to experience it with me that was kind of the only bummer I did FaceTime her both nights that I was there and she knows everything but like still just a like I've done that with her would have been really cool and I hope next year we get invited back so that she can come with me because she needs to experience it like it was it was just incredible and I just I said it at the end of my vlog if you haven't seen my vlog I did do a vlog of well vlog I put vlog in quotes but like vlog type video of my experience there and I did say this at the very end but like thank you to everyone at NBC you know thank you for NBC for inviting us thank you Matthew Mitchell and Gary Mednick who are the people who are are the press people for the Chicago shows. They're always great to work with. Thank you to Jeanette Elliott, who is the logistics person behind When Chicago Day. She's incredible. I mean, and everyone else who helped set this up. I mean, it was, again, an awesome experience, a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I hope I get to experience again. But even if I don't, like, I'm glad I'll, I'll always remember to say. And it was, or Monday. It was awesome. Um, but yeah. So that is it, guys. I, I didn't think I was going to go 45 minutes, but apparently I went 45 minutes. So as always, you guys know where to find us. Everywhere, everywhere. Meet us at Molly's across the board. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Um, our email is meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. I know there's a lot going on in one Chicago world. So and the crossover is next week. So if you guys have thoughts after it airs or before it airs or whatever, like send them to us. If you guys see news, send it to us. Um... Yeah, you can also follow me individually on Twitter. I'm at Brenna K13. Gina is at Gina Watches TV. And yeah, um, in terms of the episode three recap, I honestly, guys, I don't know when this is going up. Um, there's just a lot. Gina is still in Germany. And with me having had Yom Kippur celebrations and just some other personal stuff going on, I kind of need her to recap it with me. But like, I don't know when that's going to be or how it's gonna realistically work for me to us to get it out before episode four airs I don't know we're trying to figure it out as best we can so just bear with us there will be an episode three recap because there's a lot of stuff to talk about but I I just don't know when it's coming um so stay tuned to Twitter and we'll be sure to post about it when it goes up and when we know it's going up so yeah um but until then I will talk to you guys later all right Bye, everybody.